Good morning. So I am Matthew from India. <clears throat> my English is very bad <laughs> and my accent is very bad. So please, I'll talk in very slowly. Please listen to me. So we've been here one week. We really blessed by all of you. We could see Jesus in every face, every smiling you do. Because we've been in many houses and had a good fellowship. And with in the, in the house of Douglas and Chief's house and beautiful woman of God, Gail, she given us a whole house and blessing us in so many ways. And an amazing man of God, Pastor David, very energetic and powerful <laughs> and great worship leader. And thank you very much for having us. So before I start my testimony, I will read a few prayers. Psalm number 27, verse 5. One thing I ask of the Lord, this is what I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. Psalm 23, last verse. Surely goodness and love will follow, follow all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. So, I am from South India, a state called Kerala. This state is famous for tourism. Also, this state is known as God's own country. Though it is not God's own country, it's known as God's own country. When you Google your God's own country, you will get Kerala. So, I'm from a big family. We, eight children and mom and dad, ten members in my family. <laughs> I was born in a very, very poor family in a village like Pilokri, both side mountain, and the valley, there is a few family. So, we born there. There was no church at all. There only one Catholic church was there. But my mom was a very spiritual a woman of prayer. So she prayed every night. We were living in a small hut, only one room. We were sleeping all together on the floor. And at midnight, she wake up and pray. <laughs> and speaking tongues and praying. We didn't know that what was going on there. Then, from my childhood, she, she taught us Bible and Bible verses. And they were really struggling to bring us up. And we finished our high school. And meanwhile, there was a two pastors came from the northern side of Kerala. When they came, we met them and we started our prayer service in our small hut. And my mom was many days hungry, even though she was hungry, she wanted to feed those pastors. 
because they were there with our family, they came there, they were living in a small house. We feed them and we started to work. We visit every house and every house we share the gospel. And we got six family from the village. So the Roman Catholics, we, I used to go to study in the Roman Catholic school. So they thought we are not Christians. Because we are, uh, we are praising and saying hallelujah, hallelujah. So they don't call me Matthew in the school. They call me hallelujah, stand up. <laughs> if any questions they want, I, I ask me hallelujah, stand up. Because only I am the one say hallelujah in my house. So they mocked me. They didn't allow me in the Roman Catholic school, Christian school. They sent me out with the Hindu school for the moral class because they thought I am not Christian. Because they don't know what is born again Christian. Only they know the Roman Catholic. So we grew up. There was, it was a very struggle and many days there was no food. Uh, we were fasting and we, we thought a proper uniform clothes we go to school. But we got plenty of nothing. But we have Jesus. We have Jesus always with us. So after high school, we all were, we children were planning to go to find out some jobs because we want to help our parents because they are really struggling. But my mother, she dedicated all of us for the God's work. She said, you don't go for any worldly job. Don't seek any job. Don't try for any. You take your Bible and go to the world and preach the word of God. So, but still we were trying. But mom and I was also trying for job. My brothers, they went to Bible school. Then still I want to go to find out some jobs because of my hungry. And, but my mother said no. And she asked me, if you die, where will you go? So you, do you need heaven or hell? She taught and by pastors also teaching us about hell and heaven and the, all the blessings when we in the presence of God. And then I was praying and praying with my mom. I heard many Bible verses and God spoke to me in the night. I heard his voice through this, some Bible verses. Who will go for me? Whom shall I send? And from, from the Romans also, I go to some Bible verse. Then finally I submitted, Lord, I will go for you. And I, in the morning, I said to mom, mom, I, I am going to quit my education, college education. I want to go to Bible school. Mom said, this is what I am praying for you. So she sent me a Bible school in North India. It was 1990. So I completed my bachelor degree there, BTS. Then I joined a seminary for Master in Missiology. In seminary, after completing my seminary, I don't know where to go for mission works. So one of my friends was from Burma. It is called Myanmar now. Uh, he was a senior, but my classmate, he was 42 that time. He asked me, Matthew, I am going to fasting prayer. You are welcome to do fasting prayer, and we will see 
seek the face of the Lord, what he is going to do for us. So I thought it would be like three days fasting prayer. I took fasting prayer up to four days. But he said, no, this, is, this will be a seven days fasting prayer. I thought, oh my God, <laughs> how can I survive seven days without food and everything? He encouraged me, Matthew, I am with you. We will take fasting prayer seven days. Holy Spirit will strengthen you. I said, okay, I am ready. We were taking seven days fasting prayer after my seminary graduation. We are same in the seminary, we were taking seven days fasting prayer. Seven days we took fasting prayer. Of course, it was very hard for me. In second days, first days, it was okay for me. Second days and third days, it was very tough for me fasting. I was <laughs> really hungry. But then fourth and fifth, I don't know, seven, up to seventh, really Holy Spirit blessed me and strengthened me. I was very, very powerful. But still there was no answer where to go after my seminary life. Then, on seventh day, I got a message from Nepal, a friend from Nepal. He wrote me a letter, Matthew, would you like to come to Nepal for mission work? He was a former graduate in the seminary. I thought, really, Lord, this is what I am praying, where to go? <laughs> so I wrote him, yes, I'm ready to come to Nepal. But I don't know Nepali language. I can speak Hindi. So after a few days, I started my journey to Nepal border, India-Nepal border. I got only little money provided by the seminary people. Matthew, we, are, we want to bless you for ticket to Nepal border. I don't have any food or anything. I started my journey. I took, it was a three-day journey by train to Nepal border. So it's a general or local coach, no seat for sleeping or just for sitting. But many people were in the train. So I took a seat of ticket examiner, it is called TTE, he comes for ticket checking and everything. I took his ticket or seat so I can sit comfortably. So first day I was sitting, second day I was sitting, no food. I, I drink water from the train. So no food. I was praying, Lord, I am going for your service. You are my faithful God. You are my provider. I prayed second day around 10 o'clock. A Hindu family, around six people, they just got in the train. And there was a grandma in that group and no seat for them to sit. I asked grandma, do you want to sit my seat? I can give you. So oh, she was very happy, she was very old, she sat on the seat. Then she asked me, do you like to have some food? <laughs> it was the second day, I was very hungry. I was at Lord Jesus. I said, yes. <laughs> I didn't say no, yes. Then she said, we are coming from a wedding ceremony, and we brought some food. So we would like to share for you. They gave me some food. So that's uh, God's amazing work. So I believe the goodness and mercy shall follow all the days of your life. So if you love, if you live with the Lord Jesus Christ. So I had my food. Then I, in the, then I started again. One more day, I went there. I, I met my friend. 
When I stayed there nearby Bhutan, Nepal, Bangladesh border, this is nearby Himalaya mountain or Darjeeling city, Darjeeling district. So I started my ministry there. Uh, almost three months I, I was visiting, but I cannot reach any people, rich people or anything. I started my work in the very poor locust people, nobody wanted to reach them. They usually they do the work cleaning toilets. So nobody wanted to reach them, nobody wanted to drink from them because they are, uh, according to Indian caste, they are low caste and they don't, they do the, these kinds of toilet cleaning and all those works. I reached them and God started to give them fruits. So I took, I'm taking fasting prayer and fasting prayer, reaching them every day with the Bible and God started to give one, 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 they go, God started to give the fruits. They all accepted Jesus Christ. So meanwhile, I was walking through the a, a river bank. I seen a narrow way to a jungle. So Holy Spirit led me to that place. I met, I went, just entered the hut, small hut. I, I entered there. Immediately a man came and hold my hands. And then his son came. He called his son. They both hold my hands. They took knife to stab me. I said, no, 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 no. Why, why, why? And he was a terrorist. And the government demanded his head for 50,000 Indian rupees. And he killed many police, many government officials. He was a head of the terrorists. I didn't know that he was living there. I just went under there. He took knife and he was, he thought, I'm from the police department, police department or government department. So he thought, I'm just spying him. Then I told him, no, he asked me in Bangla. I said, no, I don't know Bangla. He started to speak to me in Hindi language. I started in Hindi language. I said, I am not any government official. You see my Bible, this is Bible. I'm from Kerala, South India. You can see my face, you can see my language. I don't speak proper any Bengali or Nepali language. I speak only Hindi language. Then again, he doesn't want to believe me. And when he was trying to attack me, I was praying in my heart, Psalm number 23. Though I walk through the valley of death, Lord, you are with me. I, I said, my heart, Lord, you are the responsible for my life. And then I was talking to him, talking to him. Finally, God, I don't know, he released me. He believed me. I, I showed my, all, all the gospel packets and Bible to him. I said, then I asked him, oh, can I sit here? Yes, because I was almost scared and tired, like I was exhausted. I thought I would be finished. Then I sat there, they provided me water, then I started my story, why I came to that village, why I came to his house. Then he believed me, in two weeks he opened his heart. He said who he was, why he is hiding there. And he cannot come out of his house, because police are looking for him, government is looking for him. I told him, Jesus loves you. So I am here. You, whoever you may be, no problem. Any sin, God, Jesus will forgive you. All your sin, Jesus can forgive you. Because of, with that message, I came here.
in three months he accepted he and his wife accepted jesus christ and then there was four, uh, 12 or people were there i want to give baptism for them so in the early morning june 1994 june 14th i took them early morning 5 o'clock this all dark there because i cannot take him in the day time out i took him near river it's a big river called mahanadi i gave him baptism for that 14 people that terrorist terrorist was a first man i baptized god bless him to baptize him then same house after baptism i i, I say in in his house we do we did the first lords uh, communion holy communion there then that was my first experience those place and later on i i later on from there i got a lawyer and a clerk from the government department they also accepted jesus christ the lawyer he was a buddhist man and i visited him and he doesn't want to believe at all jesus christ i said you don't need to believe me but just you ask god don't call your name your buddha god i explain about buddhism hinduism uh, christianism muslimism or paganism all those things to him then one day i said to him tonight after after uh, teaching a bible i i took the bible cl- bible class with him in the night i asked him don't call any of your god name before you go to bed just call god please reveal me who you are a real god and the same night he did that prayer and he seen the the face of jesus christ he was a lawyer from the city famous lawyer he accepted jesus christ then then his clerk also accepted jesus christ they both of them were from the buddhist families then later on i given all those people to the a church in the city and we started a good uh, worship service there then i moved to northeastern part and the nap inside the nepal i went and did some work then i there was a big problem with the, some communities against me because i am taking the hindus and buddhists to the christianity some communist people come to know then i got to move from there then i i prayed to lord i moved to the south india kerala in south india uh in south india i started i south india i started summer bible school with the children or vacation bible school i started summer bible school then i had to i start i work a uh, uh, prayer groups in different parts of south india we started prayer groups god given many fruits god i got to stop my ceremony i got only 10 minutes <laughs> so no 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 not that <laughs> come on land the plane it's good but she needs to say some things as well come on one minute one minute i we knew this was going to happen i says to matthew i says to him 10 minutes and he looked at me so land the plane and then we're going to hear melinda as well so how many minutes more okay one minute okay 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 <laughs> so that's what my story god given me many fruits wherever i went there that was my prayer i want build in the house of the lord forever and ever 
So his goodness and mercy shall be for us. I believe we all of us have a ministry God given us. Preachers, pastors, teachers, evangelists and everything. Our Jesus is coming soon. Our Jesus is coming soon. Let's dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. We, if, we, if we are dwelling in the house of the Lord forever and ever, we don't need to worry. Whenever Jesus comes, we are ready. Okay, so thank you very much for having me. And I am, in two weeks, I got a calling from Africa. I had to go to Africa for mission work. Africa also needs Jesus. So please pray for, pray for me, my African mission work. And by faith, I am stepping out. I request all your prayer. Thank you very much. God bless you. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Matthew. Do you want to hear my story too? <laughs> All right. Um, uh, well, I, I already said my name. I'm Melinda, and I'm from the Netherlands, and I grew up in a Christian family, and I'm the oldest of five. Um, at my 14th um, year, I accepted Jesus. I uh, choose to follow him, and um, yeah, I was a bit radical at that point, um, and uh I really want to go for for him, but um, yeah. Then you you grow and you 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 do your things, and um, uh, then on my nineteenth uh, year, I started my working life, and my first job was uh, I worked in a prison um, as a security officer, and um, and over there I met a uh, a guy. And we got into a relationship, and the guy was at the at a good side of the of the door, <laughs> so he was also working there. Um, but um, yeah, my uh, all my family and friends they already saw immediately that the relationship was not good. Uh, but yeah, love make blind. Um, so. Um, I got a relationship with him for 18 years, and but that uh, that relationship was unworthy and unhealthy. There was a lot of jealousy and suspicions, and um, and then you then can, you can ask yourself, but you choose to follow Jesus. How can you do that then? Well, yeah, uh, I'm not I'm not holy, <laughs> um, but. Um, I never lost. Uh, I never lost God in my life. I always, uh, always stayed reading the Bible and went to church, but I lost my vision in this. Um, and and yeah, during actually during the lecture phase of Audrey, uh, of the of the DTS, God showed me that He never let me uh, down too. So He was always there. Um, I knew that um, when I split up with him, that was five years ago, um, I knew that I needed deliverance and um, restoration in my life and, and some healing. And that took three years. And after the three years, God said, we're done. We're going to build up again. And um, 
Well, in the three years, um, let me see. Well, in the, in the three years, I felt like that I was the prodigal son coming back to the father's house, and um, I could start over again. And um, yeah, while we had lecture phase, we had a lessons a lecture f- uh, from the rabbi, which was really precious. And uh, although I accepted Jesus when I was 14, he gave me actually a different perspective of of actually. Um, of the love of Jesus. Um, uh, he reminded me uh, in, in Hosea, um, uh, chapter 3, verses two and 1 and 2, it's actually a bit the same um, part but, uh, as the prodigal son, but then a bit different. In, in Hosea, Hosea is going to remarry a... Uh, God is go- asking Hosea to remarry a woman again, a woman of adulterous. And actually, Hosea represents Jesus, and that women, that's us, that's me. And um, so he, um, once I accepted Jesus and it, he came into my life, the second time, time I, he, he wanted to have me back again. Um, and I really, I'm really, I'm so thankful for my father and my mother and my brother and my sisters. No. My brothers and my sister, I got one sister and three brothers, um, because they were constantly praying for me. And how powerful is prayer? And, and everyone has a task in this, I think. If you got children, if you got grandchildren, there is a task for you in this. Even you're not going to South Africa or if you're not going to Canada, that's your main purpose, I think, to pray for your children and for, uh, for your lovely family. Um, anyway, um, Hosea uh, presented Jesus and the women, that's me. Um, and I wanted to go back, I wanted to go with that, and these scriptures in, in our minds, um, I, I wanted to go to the Garden of Gethsemane, where Jesus was praying um, uh, to God, God, can you take this cup from me? Uh, but not my will, but your will be done. And he, he was asking that three times. And, um, and that uh, the rabbi uh, explained actually what the cup means. And the cup means actually, um, uh, and he, he, he make a parable with it uh, of a wedding. If in Hebrew someone is going to marry, the two dads come together, they make a list of the things that a groom has to do, um, and um, afterwards um, they're going to make a, um, a an agreement. And if the agreement the agreement is right, um, then they drink the cup, because in the middle of the table there is a, a bottle of wine, and there's a, there's a cup in the middle. And if if the price of the bride uh, is right. Then they, they drink the cup. But if the price is not right, they don't drink the cup. And if you go back to Jesus, Jesus was asking his father, Father, take this cup from me, but not my will, but your will be done. So if you look at that point, he was in Gethsemane. After I split up, I went to get. I went actually to to Israel, and I was in Gethsemane. And at that point in my life, 
And Jesus was, uh, I was crying because I was still in my healing uh, process and in my um, uh, deliverance. And, um, and I was crying at that point, the, the place where Jesus was crying out to his father. And there it all started. And then and suddenly my, uh, I hear the voice, my stripes are your healing. My stripes are your healing. My stripes are your healing. And it was like God was saying personally to me, I set you free. I'm going to heal you. And I didn't know where it was in the Bible. And so I went back to the hotel and I looked up and never ever in the Bible it says, my stripes. Always it says his stripes. So therefore I knew that he was personal to me. And that cup that he drink, he drank the cup, he made the list, what he did was the, the stripes that was on the list. He went to the cross that was on the list. Not because of my guilt or my shame, because I had a lot of shame and I had a lot of guilt. Because, yeah, I uh, actually I followed Jesus, but I didn't do, did his will um, I got a relationship. I was never married, but we lived together. Um, uh, so there was a lot of shame. But Jesus said, no, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not doing this because of shame or guilt, but because, I, because of my love for you. And um, so he, he showed me so much love in this. And um, yeah. And let me see where I am. <laughs> so uh, I, in, in lecture phase, um, God was, was showing me so much love again and again. And he said, Melinda, I love you. I love you. Every time he showed me, I love you. And uh, in Evision it says uh, that we don't... Uh, I, I, I still cannot get it. And Ephesians said, how wide and how high and how deep is his love for us? Can you imagine that you are, that you are the bride? Even you are a male. <laughs> but uh, you are, we are the bride and that Jesus did his list, not out of guilt or shame, but out of love. And... Um, I got a promise, uh, actually right after I got my deliverance, that I'm going to sing and to dance again. And um, the first that I got in, during lecture phase is actually, the Lord your God is with you, the mighty warrior who saves. He will take great delight in you, in his love. He will no longer rebuke you, but will rejoice over you with singing. So God, give me a second chance. And I don't know where you're at at this point in your life, but I think God wants to give you all a second chance, maybe a third chance or a fourth chance, but he wants to give you his love. And he was singing over me. And during lecture phase, we had to make our own song. Um, and God gave me a song, and he is singing that over me. And that song called Lovely One. And I wanted to sing it together with uh, my friend Josie. <laughs> um, and I, I don't know if you... Um, 
if you feel like maybe um, maybe you didn't even accepted Jesus in your life but you feel something in your heart right now and it's boom 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 oh. or maybe you, you think um, well God yeah I need a second chance too or I, I, I lost my focus on you then I want to ask you um, to close your eyes and to think about the Lord and to receive his love and open your hands and if you do this for the first time then I want to ask you if you do this and you want to accept Jesus in your life um, you, afterwards or after the service you can go to, to Pastor David or, or me or then we can pray for you and then we can yeah we help, we, the positive will certainly help you in this um, also if you need a second chance and you need prayer, uh, come, come, because God's love is so awesome and so wide and so deep. Because he didn't it did of shame and guilt, but out of love. Because he wants to have a relationship with you. He wants to be personally, he's a personally God.